Oh, Christopher, where's your podcast been? It's been a month since you last posted the podcast, and we're very bored over here because it's the pandemic is back, and, you know, we don't have lives, and I'm laying there smoking my puff wanting to hear your voice. It's funny how I talk about the female friends in my life and went on the podcast and then they get mad when I talk shit. And then if I don't post for a few weeks, then they, they're like, well, where's the podcast? And it's like, you're all masochists. Do you like pain? And don't ask me to be on, I'm like, I don't know how many times I have to tell them I don't want them on the podcast because this is a comedy podcast. And, you know, it's the only thing I can think of is if I have, we'll do a 40 minute episode, 10 minutes of one girl, 10 minutes of the other, everyone gets 10 minutes. And then at the very end, I just say, you see, they're not funny. And then that's the end of the episode. But the one, and I haven't talked about her a lot, but she wants me to mention her, so I will. I, I don't really have a name for her. I know we have Miss Pac-Man. We have the female roommate. We have uh, the, the werewolf. We have all these characters. But this one, I don't really have like a name for her because she's just short, blonde, and has a big ass um, that she likes to pretend that she didn't realize her shorts were riding up when she stands up and then half of her ass cheeks are hanging out. And I'm like, hey, hey. We're friends here. Pull your pants down. All right. You don't see me pull. I'll expose myself if you want, but I know I'm going to get bitched at. So, but then Saturday night, uh, I wanted to be sober. And then she comes over with um, uh, this dude who I think he just got done. He watches Ink. He has to watch Ink Master because he's just covered in tats. Very a uh, classy looking dude always leaves beer in the fridge. So I, I don't mind him. It's just, he just looks like uh, something out of ink master. And she starts talking and she's not even high yet. The other people are. And she goes, do you ever think about, uh, I was thinking about the other day. And like, when it comes to dogs, we're there to serve them. We have, to, you know, they're hungry. We feed them. They want to go on walks. We walk them. And then everyone's kind of like, whoa, 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 like they just discovered fire, like, whoa, whoa, whoa. And, and I'm sitting there like, there's no way I get out of this without drinking half of that bottle of vodka that the female roommate was nice enough to let me drink. Um, but she's like going on this like vision quest about how we serve dogs and we're the servants. And then the female roommate goes, well, mind blown. Really? That's that's mind blowing. That that is mind blowing. I thought Inception uh, was was mind blowing. That's a that's a mind fuck. You know, I thought you know the theory of relativity, which I don't even know what it is. I just know it's a thing, and because it's such a mind fuck that I don't even know what it is, but I know it's out there. When Einstein did e, e equals m c squared, that was a mind fuck. Us. Taking care of animals is not a mind fuck. I'm sorry. If that's a mind fuck, let me introduce you to M. Night Shyamalan, 
watch any of his shitty fucking movies and at the end you'll be like whoa that's crazy but that would that was still a shitty fucking movie and i'm still mad at m night Shyamalan because i was supposed to be an extra in signs because he always filmed in bucks county and then i got cut at the last minute which is a metaphor um welcome back to episode i don't know of run it back i do apologize it's been you know sometimes you gotta take a break sometimes you get some technical difficulties and it makes you not want to re-record the same shit you've been saying uh but you know what are you gonna do you know like every you know i'm sure you have a favorite show like the female roommates getting caught up on ozark right now there's three seasons we're, we're currently waiting on season four Sometimes you got to wait for the good stuff. You know, it's not that this podcast is good. It still blows my mind that people listen to this hot garbage. If you saw my notes, it's just bullet points with a few words. And half the time, I don't remember what I was going to say. So I got to make this shit up as I go. Um, I just got out of a all hands meeting uh, for the company. We're rebranding. We just we bought a couple companies and now we're finally like changing our logo, our color scheme and things. And the marketing guy, nicest guy, but it's just like, dude, he's giving us like the history of what branding is. And it's like, dude, just show us the new logo. That's why we're here. Show us the t-shirt we're going to get in the mail in the next few weeks. And then that's it. I don't need, I don't need, he's talking about Egyptian. You know, the Egyptians were the first tribe of people to put brands on cattle so that if a cow ran away to some other fucking sandy fucking pen of cows, then the farmers would be like, oh, that's Roger's cow because it has a brand of a fucking, I don't know, fucking dick on it. That's what I would brand a cow with. But like, it's like, dude, we don't need, and he's, he's trying to be like, all right, so what does our company stand for? You know, so like we we're, we're good on a customer service, uh, deliverability, reliability, all this shit. And then he shows us the logo and it's just, it's just a C, the letter C within another C. And he's trying to, you know, in English class, when you read like a short story and then on the test, it would be like, what did the pencil symbolize in, in the story? And then you'd have to be like, oh, the pencil represented, uh, black lives matter because everything has a, a symbol in the story. That's what he was like doing. And it's like, dude, it's two, it's literally just two C's. And then he's like, well, see the one inner C is like wrapping around the other one. So like, it's, you know, we're, 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 we're hugging our customers. We're providing great customer service. No, we're not. It took you, you've been talking about this for months. I expected a moving logo with like, fuck, there's titties everywhere. Like this amazing logo. And it's, two C's. Honestly, it looks like if a Smurf, if you had the point of view of a Smurf sitting on a toilet and you were in the toilet looking up, it looks like a Smurf's asshole. It's the same color blue and it's two C's. And that's it. And that's, we had like a, was like an hour meeting of the history of branding and then a couple blue C's. But I am excited for the new t-shirt and the new water bottle. Um, Let's actually get into the stuff I wanted to talk about. So there's a hornet's nest outside on our front, like, door area, whatever, enclosure. And last week I took a broomstick because the the broom, the, the bristle thing was missing. And we, didn't, we don't have any hornet spray. 
And so for the, about 45 minutes to an hour, I would just constantly swing at the hornet's nest and then hide, close the door quickly. And then the, the bees would scatter. Then they'd come back. Finally, I knocked this bitch down. It was a pretty big hornet's nest. Only a little piece was was clinging on the wall. And I'm, I'm thinking, oh, these hornets are going to get it. They'll learn. I showed them who's daddy, who's boss. They're not coming back. I just destroyed their fucking uh, their home and all their babies. I aborted that shit. And lo and, lo and behold, the next day I go outside. All the bees are still there clinging to this, what was the tiny piece of the, the bee's nest. But now it's bigger. They spent all night rebuilding, even though there's a psycho human living 10 feet away that's just going to knock that shit down again. I was, I'm thinking, wow, these hornets don't learn their lesson. These are stupid bug animals, whatever you would classify them as. I didn't pay attention in second grade, but you get the point. It's, I'm thinking, wow, these, these bees are stupid. They're clinging onto this tiny piece of hornet's nest, not knowing I'm just going to kill them again. They should move and they should, you know, but then I'm in my room and I start laughing because the only person that can make me laugh is myself because none of you are entertaining to me, which is why I have a podcast um, because uh, my life sucks. And I start laughing because I'm literally I'm looking at a situation in my life that I'll get into with a woman and um, I'm going to burn that. The the bridge is going to be I'm going scorched earth. There's a bridge that already was destroyed but we're going to burn that. But then also with the current state of affairs with Afghanistan and COVID, and I'm like, wow, I shouldn't be making fun of these bees because humans do the same exact shit where we just cling on to one like tiny sliver of hope and we don't learn our mistakes and we just keep doing the same shit. So we are all uh, hornets at this hornet's nest at my front door. I am a fucking poet. That was beautiful. Don't ever call me dumb. I am not just funny. I am not just tan now, in case you're watching on YouTube. I'm tan as fuck. She won't admit it. I'm tanner than the female roommate. Uh, and it feels good to be, uh, I'm now the hot one. You know what I mean? Like, just if you're like right now, I'm just look. I'm like looking at myself because I can see the recording. I can see it. Like, I just look, I'm fucking glowing, dude. The hat looks good. I look, I've lost like over 20 pounds at this point because my friends have been fat shaming me and we're doing this competition where it's like, if I get down to 235 pounds, they'll finally visit me in Raleigh. So like that's been motivating me. Um, but I've been tanning too. And I just like the, the way the lights hit me right now. Holy fuck, dude. It's like, yeah, I'm, it's nice to be the hot one in the house. Sorry, female roommate. Maybe you need to, uh, you know, start doing some more squats. Um, so COVID, I thought we knew this. Did we not know this was going to happen? Because I thought it was called the coronavirus, not like the corona. I, I don't even fucking know. Something that leaves eventually. Like the corona black father. It's not, you know, eventually, Jesus Christ. You get the idea. It It's all, it's going to come back. Unlike black fathers, Jesus Christ. Um, I'm sorry, Miles. Um but you get the idea it's the like the notion that like everyone 100% of people are going to get vaccinated in this country like it's a virus it's going to come back and it's going to mutate and here's the thing 
they're talking about booster shots now. Remember during the uh, the, the debates, Joe Biden said, I, I have a plan for COVID and Trump doesn't. And now Biden's getting these TikTok influencers to, t- to get people to get back. I wish I could unvaccinate myself after seeing that shit. I don't know if you were on Twitter or TikTok, but they get these like TikTokers to be like, well, you, you know, you should get vaccinated because the White House is paying me. Like that's not going to get people. If you're not vaccinated at this point, I don't know what would get you vaccinated. I also don't care because that's what life is. If you are a dude who drives drunk and wraps yourself around a telephone pole. That was the decision you made. It wasn't a good decision. I'm not going to feel bad at this point. I felt bad when people were dying during the actual pandemic because we didn't have information on it. But now it's like, look, if you're unvaccinated and you're a fat fuck or you have a pre-existing condition and you die, I I have work to do, man. Like I'm trying to close deals. I can't focus my time on feeling bad at that point. We knew and fucking they were like and then earlier this year, they were like, oh, we're not going to do vaccine passports and then we're not going to require boosters and it, we're not going to require masks in schools for kids who, by the way, more kids died of the flu last year than COVID. But I don't want to get kicked off YouTube. I'm not trying to be insane i'm just saying you know what what are we what are we doing but now and here's the thing they're saying after like your second dose right you're eight months after that you need you should get a booster eight months after your second dose it's gonna fucking mutate again what what are we like and i'm not saying it look every death is a tragedy except for my mom i think we can all agree on that but at some point, we have to say, this is just going to be one of those things we have to live with. And why am I wearing a mask when I got vaccinated and I'm in the best shape of my fucking life? I'm not going to die from COVID. If I did that, okay, that would be funny. That would be funny. The guy who's like pretty healthy, vaccinated, already had COVID. That is funny. I, I just, I'm fucking, I, I don't, I don't get it. But here, here's the thing. If 78% of the people clogging up hospitals are obese, unvaccinated people and they're dying, what's the actual problem? How many obese people do we really need in America? We, we're literally, we have the answer. Like, for, for, since I've been a kid, like, since the 90s, America's had an obesity problem. And then COVID came along and was like, yo, we'll uh, we'll get rid of all your obese people. And we're like, no, we can't do that. No, let's let like all, we're going to go from one of the most obese countries in the world to one of the most in shape. And none of us, we don't have to do it. Just sit back. Let it happen. It's going to take out the fa- and I'm not fat shaming people. I'm saying even in March of 2020, there were doctors that were like, it appears that obese people are getting the worst go of it with this with this fucking virus. You've had a year and a half to get in shape. If you're still obese after a year and a half of a pandemic, I don't care anymore. You're going to be fat forever. There's nothing like what at what point do you stop feeling bad for these fat fucks keeping McDonald's in business? I. I 
I have many, literally, I have two obese friends. They are characterized as obese. Gary and Emilio, if they died, I would say we saw this coming. So at that, like we cannot, and, and this is an idea I thought about in the shower last week. Okay. This is how, this is why I would make a great president. This is what we do. We have, so we have the Taliban, right? And just stay with me. Taliban, they always, they're always screaming death to America. They want to kill Americans. Our big concern right now, now that they're back in power, is that there will be another 9-11-ish type t- attack. Which, by the way, we are kind of due. We're due at this point. It's been 20 years. And also, we kind of deserve it after, you know, once once 12-year-old girls were half naked dancing on TikTok and made millions of dollars, we deserve a couple planes to hit some buildings. I'm not saying what buildings. I'm just saying hit some buildings. I'm not going to be surprised. But you think about it. So for the Taliban, killing Americans is like a drug, right? So in order, you don't want to give them a whole line of Americans because then they're going to be coked out of their mind. You got to give them a few key bumps of Americans to keep them at bay, right? So if we, if they, if you know, we give them some Americans to kill, you know, they're they're, let, they're like, all right, we don't need to bomb the shit out of them yet. We're just going to keep. And so this is what we do: the obese, unvaccinated people that are clogging up our hospitals send their asses to the Taliban in exchange for vaccinated Afghani refugees. We've solved the COVID problem with that, and now we're saving innocent refugees. I think that's a great idea. Now, you're probably thinking, Chris, that is immoral. Um, and and it, it might be, but, but, but at what point do we say, uh, I'm tired of wearing a fucking mask everywhere I go because of these fat fucks that are uh, spreading the Delta variant and then the Lambda and then the Sigma and the Chi and the Tau and uh, I guess Alpha would have been the technically the first one, right? Right? Although where did the Beta variant go? Wouldn't the second variant be the Beta because it's alphabetical? Alpha, Beta, Omega? I don't know. I wasn't in uh, a fraternity. So... But you see what I'm saying? We exchange the unvaccinated obese people for innocent vaccinated Afghanis that are trying to uh, seek asylum here. Boom. COVID problem gone. We're saving innocent Afghanis. And here's the thing about that no one's really talking about with Afghan. Like I've been seeing some anti-brown people stuff on Twitter because sometimes I'll kind of like search for certain things to see what people are saying. A lot of Afghani people are pretty fucking white. I think tell them to shave the beard. You know, move to like we'll we'll put all the Afghanis in Maine, the Dakotas, Montana, Minnesota, where there's not a lot of sun. They're no one's gonna know they're brown. Like they'll assimilate a lot easier. Who would you rather hang out with? A a pale skinned Afghani person seeking asylum, or the guy who has to buy two plane tickets? that's sitting next to you on a flight, right? Like who would you rather sit next to? I'd rather sit next to an innocent vaccinated Afghani than an unvaccinated fat fuck 
but that's just me. I think we're we're killing two birds at one stone. And then the Taliban, I don't care. We're just going to like put our hands over our eyes and we're going to say here, we're not telling you to kill them. We're just saying we know you want to fuck with Americans. Here are our fattest Americans. You can kill them, amputate them, put their heads on a stake, put them in the street. Go, ah, la, 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 death to America. Like that, you know, send a message that way and get your fix, get your key bump of killing Americans and fucking rape them. I don't care. Fucking, you know, throw stuff at them. I mean, I think it will be fun to throw stuff at fat. I would book. I would if there's a one if if there's a plane ticket to Kabul airport tomorrow in Afghanistan and I can throw shit at obese Americans that are causing this second pandemic. You bet your I'm throwing shit. Absolutely. It'd be like the uh you know the ring toss at the at the carnival. You pay like five bucks for five tosses, five bucks for like five miscellaneous items that they find in the street in Afghanistan, just start throwing shit at them. I mean, I sounds like a slam dunk to me. Um but yeah, I mean and and here's the thing. So everyone's I, I've talked about this before, but like the woke Raleigh comedy scene is making me want when the Taliban attacks, it's making me want them to attack Raleigh. Um, put me out of my misery, and then those woke motherfuckers can go down with me, and I will see them in hell. The whole thing is, mics have been getting canceled because, and even though every Raleigh comic I know is vaccinated, and they're more than willing to show you their vaccination card to you know show everyone that they're better than you, but like, don't be canceling shows just because the Delta variant is out there. Because why did you get vaccinated in the first place? Or, or did you not drive your car to work? Because there's a chance you might die there. You're more likely to die in that. And I'm just tired. And here, and here's what really set me off. There's this mic on Thursdays. It's a good mic. Uh, the bartender I'm in love with. She is stunning. And my friends tell me I have a chance with her. I don't. But it's nice that they have that confidence in me. And it's a good show most of the time. The guy canceled the fucking mic and then two hours. And and so me and two of my buddies went to Greensboro, one of their comedy clubs. We all did really well. It was a great time. But like, I don't want to have to drive a little under three hours total on a Thursday night, get back at midnight for a five minute slot in Greensboro because none of the comics in Greensboro, North Carolina are comedians. One guy, I'm not even kidding, got up there with a golf set, like a bag of clubs and everything, and started, and he got up there and said, I'm quitting comedy today. And then just started, put a golf ball down and started putting golf balls into a cup. And that's all he did the whole time. And the crowd was like, oh my God. And someone needs to shoot that guy in the face. But so anyway, that Thursday, he cancels the mic because of COVID. We need to be safe, get vaccinated, make sure I'm vaccinated because I'm better than you, make sure. And then two hours later, I see on his Instagram story, he's with his buddies out at a restaurant, unmasked, having a great time. And he just had the balls to post that. Oh my God, I wanted to fucking just, hey, Jordan, you fucking, if he, if he, comments and makes any like super left-wing comments or anything about the virus at the next show 
I'm going to get up there. I'm not even going to tell jokes because I screenshotted the story and I'm going to say, hey, everyone in the crowd, uh, I'm not telling jokes. Uh, there's I'm gonna there's a photo of Jordan hanging out with his friends the night uh, he canceled the mic. I'm just gonna pass it around. Uh, you, if, you know, take a look for a few seconds, keep passing around the crowd, uh, and go fuck yourself, you woke libtard. And it's not and it has nothing political to do with it. It's just like don't if you're gonna play it if you're gonna can't if you're gonna fuck with other comedians working on shit. Because you want to hang out with your buddies and you're trying to look cool for COVID. I hope you die from COVID. And he actually, actually, he just, he actually past two weeks has been home because uh, he had COVID. And he was taking photos, like daily photos of like how sick he was. He looked fine. He looked absolutely fine. But I think the reason, and I'm going to pull this up. The reason he canceled the mic is because there's this one comedian here um, who... Uh, is very religious. He's got a couple kids. Likes to give money away to people, which is cool, but he likes to promote it a little too much to the point where it's like, okay, dude, you're trying to like look better than everyone and you have kids. Why don't you save that money and invest in them uh, so that they can go to school? But he was homeschooled as a kid and I've always wanted to go up after him because he always tells the same religion, clean, I was a homeschooled guy jokes and I... I've always wanted to go up after him and be like, yeah, Jeremy, you didn't have to tell us that you were homeschooled. It's obvious, right? Like, like he's just that guy. So then he posted this long thing on Facebook. By the way, he's a solid comedian, not my cup of tea, but he's solid. He's a good guy to have on a lineup because he's clean. He tells decent jokes, but uh, he's always telling people what to do. He posted this on Facebook. Tested positive for COVID today, so go get tested if you've been around me. I've contacted everyone I could think of individually already, but may have missed some of you. My symptoms are mild. Feels like a cold. Yeah, because that's what COVID is if you're vaccinated and 33 like you are. Anyway, I've been vaxxed since May and masking up indoors the last few weeks, except for, well, by the way, what a fucking loot. If you're masking up indoors, like... Like I, he's the kind of guy that like would mask up in his in his house and post a photo of it to make everyone think that he's a good person. Masking up indoors the last few weeks, except for while on stage at a show in Jacksonville, North Carolina on Friday. I did 45 minutes in a packed, poorly ventilated room in front of several people who were coughing and, believe it or not, laughing just a few feet away from me. By the way, dude, so... Here's what I'm deducing from this is, by the way, Jacksonville, North Carolina, great time because that's my, they like dark humor. It's military people, Marines. They like fucked up shit because they literally see it all the time and half their buddies either got shot overseas or hung themselves in the barracks, right? So Jacksonville's not going to like a guy like this. So I bet he fucking bombed for 45 minutes and then had to just, you're putting the blame on the on the venue for not having good ventilation. It's called going to a bar or a club. Like what, who's going to have good, what, what does good ventilation mean? I, I don't even know. But you know what? Maybe if you went to a normal school, when you, when the bully shoved you in a locker, you would know what actual bad ventilation is. You homeschooled, uptight, fucking, I hate this guy. I fucking, he's such, and I've never even talked to him. I've just been around him, but like poorly ventilated, get shoved in a fucking locker and then you'll learn about poor ventilation. 
Several of them openly derided the vaccine, and I doubt anyone in the building was vaccinated. The county only has a 35% vaccination rate. Okay, so why'd you go to the shell? Why'd you perform? Yeah, I did a, just so everyone knows, I did a, um, I, I did a show on top of a volcano last week. Um, it was poorly ventilated. Um, and I almost tripped and fell in the volcano and almost died. Well, then don't do a show at the volcano. If you're that worried about COVID, don't do the show. Anyway, Natty, I'm assuming that's his like wife or girlfriend. Anyway, Natty and I were the only ones with masks and then kept them on the whole time, except for me while I was on stage. Going forward, I won't be doing any shows unless the venue has a strict mask and vaccination pol policy, like Yonder Cocktails and Brew in Hillsboro, North Carolina, where I host my monthly show. Dude, you're pr now you're promoting your fucking show. Just go die. We, I, ho I wish he was, he's in good shape, but I wish he was obese. So, he, you know, it's just like, dude, you're the reason I want to quit comedy half the time. Um, anyway, by the way, quick, this is just a quick thing, right? The female roommate always thinks everything I say is an insult, but it's, but it's not like, like a couple weeks ago, she did, uh, she did karaoke at this bar called tin roof and and by the way, anal girl works there. And of course, I'm out vaping with a couple girls on the back. And she decides to come out and say, obviously, she's kidding. But you're not allowed to be to be here anymore because you talk shit about me on your podcast. And like now, it's like one less bar I can go to because I just I'm tired of dealing with that shit. Anal girl always finds a way to just work her way into the podcast. And I think she likes it. Just not as much as she likes anal, but she likes being talked about on the podcast. But the female roommate has good tone, good voice, not powerful. And so on the way home, I said, did you get, did you have singing lessons growing up? She said, no. And I said, oh, well, you should like think about getting them. That's not an insult. You know why? Because if I got singing lessons within three minutes, the coach would be like, hey, um, I can continue to take your money or I can tell you to get a new hobby. If you have good tone and a good natural voice, there's like breathing exercises you can do. She should do it. Seriously, she should do it. She has the look for it. She also managed, and I don't know how she managed it, to stand perfectly in front of the fan so that the, her hair was just blowing like she was in a music video. So she should do it. And how do I know about this? Because I used to have to help. I used to like watch my sister during, because you know we didn't have a dad, so like, if my sister was doing something, I'd have to go and just watch her do singing lessons with the me, 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 all that bullshit. And I'd have to like sing, help her sing the songs when she was practicing for shows. It was uh, it was a good time. Uh, definitely didn't feel gay at all. Um, and before I get into this last uh, bridge burning rant, uh, I've been, you know, every McDude podcast has their advertising blue chew in some regard. Uh, like Tim Dillon, the Schultz, I think Rogan does. So I got the free sample. So I, I, I like filled in my information and then it's like, uh, in case you don't know what Blue Chew is, it's a chewable tablet. You can choose like Viagra or Cialis. Viagra is more for if you know for a fact you're going to fuck in the next hour. Cialis is uh, 
more for like if you have an inclination you're going to get laid at some point in the next 24 hours do it and that's the one i went with because you never want to assume when it comes to sex consent is king so but as soon as you press like submit your info you're immediate there's no wait time you just start fa- like facetiming with a female nurse i'm shirtless my hands down my pants i'm like oh hey, hey. so anyway i have blue chew right and let me tell you it fucking like it works like like almost to the point where i i don't recommend it because now i'm in my head god forbid i'm having sex and i'm not on blue chew i'm gonna mentally make myself soft because i'm like well i don't have i don't have blue chew dick therefore this is not going to be good it's like it's that it works that well at least for me um so let me preface this um and and I want. I could have put this episode out last week. I wanted to talk to my therapist yesterday. Full disclosure, because I wanted to make sure that I didn't really do anything wrong, and that I'm justified in the way I feel. The therapist will say you're always justified in how you feel, and I I agree with that to an extent. But if you feel a certain way because you're not taking your therapy seriously, and I'll get into my explanation soon, uh, I don't feel as bad for you. If you're that fucked up and you're going to therapy and you know you've, but you're not working on it, that's when I have a problem. So, and let me preface this because I have a feeling, because I know she's going to listen to this. I know, 100%. Hello and goodbye, bitch. Um, there, I did an episode back in like January where I was thinking about moving back to Philly. And I, and I kind of came to that realization because I, at the time, and this is still pretty much true, I said, you know, if North Korea, or in this case, the Taliban, bombed the entire state of North Carolina, there's like four to five people, including my old roommate's dog, there's four to five people that I would genuinely be upset that, that were dead and gone. This girl was one of them. Okay, special place in my heart. I will say that. Okay, which is why the story I'm about to tell you uh, is confusing um, and just downright. Um, and I don't say this word a lot, but retarded. Um, and so, and it was so retarded. I'm not kidding about this. My therapist said that I am far as Gump when it comes to relationships. Which that that was a, and he was so right. But I'll explain that in a minute. So coincidentally enough, after Anal Girl last year, I started seeing this girl romantically. Not a lot. It was just, you know, whatever. And But then Thanksgiving came up, and I, I said, I can't see you until after Thanksgiving because I really want to see my niece and my sister. They're taking COVID seriously. I need to quarantine for two weeks. As you know, I still managed to get COVID. So... That was another few weeks that I couldn't see her. So now this is over a month, essentially, because she was like traveling or something. So it's been like a month and a half, two months that we're just talking sporadically here and there. But nothing, I mean, obviously, that's the pandemic. I'm sure other people had similar situations. That's the nature of the beast. So so then like we like start talking again, whatever. But she kind of says, I feel like the dynamic of this has changed. You know, like, I think we should just be friends. And I'm like, okay, like, obviously, I can't force you to, 
you know, do anything. So we hung out occasionally here and there over the next few months, occasionally hooked up, but it wasn't like a consistent thing. I wasn't looking for that. I just, I did enjoy uh, hanging out with her. And it was, it's nice um, when you talk to someone who also is in therapy because you can um, feel better about yourself because they're more fucked up than you. No, I'm just, I'm just kidding. It, but you can relate to certain things. So, so then out of nowhere, like March, February, maybe. Uh, remember, I was sober at this time. Um, and, and let's take a time out out of this. Uh, as you know, and I'm, it's weird for me to say this, but as you have put two and two together, it, it, I struggle relating to women and, and relationships to women. I got plenty of female friends, but it's, it's when you fuck, when a woman fucks with my emotions, uh, it kind of fucks me double because of the stuff with my mom that I've alluded to. If you don't know what I'm talking about, just listen to any of the 30 some episodes. I talk about Debbie at some point, right? So when you fuck, when you're a woman and you fuck with me like that, it does more damage than it would most people. And I'm not trying to play victim here. It's just naturally, and I'm, and it's good that I'm aware of it. So I can kind of like, and that's one of the things I'm working on in therapy because I'm better than you. And, um, and, and so February, March, she out of nowhere texts me. We're just talking, tells me she loves me, which throws me the fuck off. I thought we were friends. What the fuck? And then I said, well, what do you mean, love? Like, you love cheeseburgers or, like, you love, like, love, love? And then she said, I don't know yet. I just know I love you. Well, here's some advice for the men and women out there. Unless you're certain on how you know you love someone, don't fucking tell them. When, when I told my therapist yesterday that she told me she loved me months ago after we were, like, quote, unquote, just friends, his eyes lit up as if like, holy shit, that's that's one way to really fuck with Chris is because now I'm like, I don't know what to do. Um, and the reason he called me Forrest Gump, it was a, it was a cool moment because I told him the whole story and I'll finish the story in a minute. But I, just, I need to get the Forrest Gump out of the way because you're probably wondering. He's not calling me retarded. He is kind of. But we uh, how long has this been going for? Okay, good. We got time. So I tell him the story, whatever. And I, I told him, I was like, yeah, it just feels like the past couple years, it's just women just taking advantage of me, like kind of treating me like a doormat, you know, not really taking my feelings into account, all that shit, right? And he, he just pauses and he goes, Chris, have you seen the movie Forrest Gump? And I was like, yeah, it's like one of my favorites. It's a classic. He goes, oh, good, good. Who's your least favorite character? And like without hesitation, I was like, Jenny. And he was like, why? And I was like, because the whole movie, she fucked with Forrest's feelings, would always come back, say, oh, you know, I love you, all this stuff, and then leave with some other fucking douchebag so that she can get railed out while she's doing Molly and ecstasy and all that shit, hippy-dippy bullshit. And then, of course, the only time Jenny comes back is when she needs Forrest because she knows she got AIDS from getting railed out by 500 fucking people like the whore that she was, let's call it like it is, Jenny, Jenny, you're a whore. That's what she was. And because she had a kid and she knew she was going to die, that's when she finally puts a normal outfit on, gets her hair looking normal, and then goes back to Forrest Gump. 
and says, uh, you know, Forrest, I love you. By the way, you, you got a son. And then she dies like three minutes later. And so I, I, I explain that to him. And then he looks at me and kind of like leans in. And I go, oh, I'm Forrest. I'm Forrest Gump. Because I always do. I just always, you know, just... I'm like, I'm always like, oh, you fucked, you fucked me over. I'm Jedi, come back. Like, so anyway, so she tells me she loves me. Kind of fucked me for a little bit, but I was like, I need to, I need to be understanding and patient here because you're more mentally unstable than me, which is rare. And so, anyway, so then she doesn't talk to me for months, and I'm kind of pissed off at her at this point. I was ready for her to like text me one day and I just wanted to unload on her and say, you know, you can't just, you know, put me out of your life and then tell me certain things. And then, you know, we had, we were intimate a bunch and then all that. You can't just fuck with my emotions and treat me like a piece on a chessboard, which is what I was for her. But then she finally, she texted me back in like, uh, I don't know, like a little over a month ago now saying apologizing. Of course, I fell for it. And that, you know, we that she tried ignoring me so that she could get over her feelings for me. And if she just removed me from her life, it would be easier. But she still follows me on Twitter, apparently went psycho and looked at all of my tweets and replies and follows me on Instagram and all that shit. Um so she said, you know, I actually want to take this seriously. I want to try again with you if you'll have me. And in my head was like, no, this happens all the time. But my heart and my dick, see the heart, your heart and your dick, it's two to one against your head, right? Because the sex was good. And then your heart, you know, you, you care about this person. I didn't know how I felt yet, but I was like, I care about this person. So your head loses to your heart and your cock 10 times out of 10. So I said, yes, of course, we can try again. We'll take it slow. Now, I know she's been in therapy and she's told me about her big past relationship and she has been working on it with her therapist, Liz. Uh, Liz, I would love to send you a copy of this episode so that you can see my perspective on what happened. And we'll get into that, Liz, if you're listening, if you're listening. Um but she has a tendency to tuck and roll. So she says she looks for a reason to sit for, for like a problem in somebody and then just uh, immediately leaves. Now, first of all, uh, unless you're dating, I don't know, this table that I'm leaning on, an inanimate object, you're always going to find a reason to say no to somebody because we're humans and no one's perfect, especially me. I'm close. No, I'm not. But like if you look, Abraham Lincoln, it's funny. I was scrolling on Instagram and there was a quote from Abraham Lincoln just in my suggested feed. And it said, if you look for a reason, uh, if you look for, uh, well, I, this, the quote really stuck with me because I can't even quote it. But it was like, if you look for a reason to say no to somebody, you will most certainly find it. Some, something like that. And, and then he freed the slaves. And, you know, but I thought, I thought, and I was aware of this and I understood, but I thought I had earned enough credit with her that she knew me more than just some random dude from like Hinge, whatever these apps that she likes to get railed out on. And uh, and so I was like, no, I'll be different. Yeah, right. So, so yes. Um, I just want to make sure. By the way, oh yeah, one thing. The whole I love you thing, 
that's some Taliban shit. Okay, that's a that's right out of the Taliban's playbook. God forbid the Taliban comes to America and takes over and I get kidnapped, right? They bash me over the head. I wake up with a bag over my head in a dark room with one light bulb swinging over my head. My arms are tied behind my back on a wooden chair that's like creaking. You know what I mean? And then I, I can't I can see two figures through the bag and it's two Taliban members. And the one guy's like, what do we do? Should we waterboard him? And then the next guy's like, no, let's tell him we love him and then not explain it any further. That, and I'm sitting there like, no, just just waterboard me. I'd rather that than, than someone tell me they love me without knowing what it means because then my, that is so fucked up and so wrong. Worse than anything I've done to her. So anyway, um... So yeah, at this point, as you can tell, she's maneuvering me around, kind of keeping me there, but like treating me not like a human with feelings, but more so like, oh, well, I want Chris back. So let's just reach back out. And, you know, and and that's really fair to me. I I definitely deserve that. Um, So before I get into why we're not seeing each other anymore, let me preface this. I'm just doing this whole episode is just me prefacing things. Uh... We all have a brand on social media, right? So I posted when the mask mandate came down to Raleigh. I made a suicide joke on my story. And then my buddy Jared responded with, didn't you learn anything from your dad? There's much more efficient ways to kill yourself. Great joke. But he's not going to say that to somebody else that he doesn't know that well. So we all have a brand on social media. What I mean by that is there's, you know, you can, people associate me with dark humor, suicide, whatever. They're not really going to associate me with uplifting quotes most of the time because I don't really post them. This girl, since I started following her on Twitter, um, has posted multiple times about dudes she's fucked and just sex in general. That's fine. I didn't love it. I told her that. And apparently that was a huge. She just that was a. Oh, my God. I'm such a bad guy. Uh, But. And so last week she tweeted um a a tweet that intentionally had bad grammar but it was it was it was dumb it was just like something about she's in school for whatever and i replied i said your grammar is terrible and she replied thanks marinara what would i do without you and i said not come as much now you're probably thinking chris was was that too far i i i really and I apologize for it, but apparently my apology wasn't in time and I didn't delete the tweet fast enough, which is just such a fucking, she set the stopwatch and as soon as it went past a certain amount of time. Uh, but here's the thing. If you constantly tweet, and, I, and I, I said to her, I said, well, you like a couple weeks ago tweeted about a dude that you hooked up with. And she goes, look, my dad's on, on Twitter, okay? And there's a difference between hooking up and come. And I said, now you're literally splitting hairs because what does hooking up imply? It implies come. Usually the guy comes. If you're lucky, the girl will. By the way, with her, she always had multiple. I could barely get one. And and that's why I'm on Blue Chew, everybody. Uh, but the, the, the point, like now, okay. So if your dad's upset about a guy making a cum joke on Twitter, I think he'd be upset about the hooking up thing. 
So that's that's really what set me off. Is like now you're moving the goalposts because you're you're looking for a reason to get mad at me because I said come, and you've talked about dudes you fucked. What is like okay? So that so I'm, that literally that was like the first domino to fall. Um, let me see. I just want to make sure I'm not missing anything because I I need I this is I need to justify myself. So. Okay, where are we at? This is going to be a long episode again. All right. So, okay. So then, then we start talking, and I, I apologize. I delete. I was like, okay, like, my bad, right? Now, most people, if you're looking to see where things go with somebody, if you if something pisses you off, you, you know, acknowledge it, you overcome it. I wanted to talk to her in person because there were certain things that she had been doing that I didn't love. Nothing catastrophic that would make me want to leave and tuck and roll like she likes to. But I said, hey, can we talk in person? And she couldn't on Monday because she had class. I respect that. But then Tuesday, she's really mad at me. And instead of talking um, about it like adults, she wanted to have a text argument, which, I mean, how many text arguments do you come out feeling like, wow, you know, I really won that text argument. I'm sure everything I said, they read that the way I wanted them to read it and not misinterpret things, right? So for like two hours, we're going back and forth. And then she's like, well, ever since last night, I've been doing thinking now, and I just don't think we're a good match. And I'm like, whoa, wait, 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 because of a, a tweet about come, is that really what this is boiling down to? I've known you for a year. A couple of weeks ago, I drove drunk because your dumb ass didn't fill up on, on gas in time, and I had to push it up a hill. You know, I think that should negate the come tweet that no longer exists. And so she goes, and, and and here's the breakdown. She basically gave me bullet points. So I'm just going to read them off to you. And I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to justify it. One of them really upset me because, and I'll just get into it. Okay. So she said months ago, probably about seven, eight months ago now, uh, I called her a cunt. Now, on the surface, this looks bad, right? I called her a cunt. But let's remember a couple things. You said you wanted to be friends, right? So, and it's hard for me to look at someone romantically and then look at them as a friend and vice versa, right? Like that's hard. I, I can, I could never look at the female roommate romantically, shoot me in the fucking mouth. And so, and she said, well, you called me a cunt and then you laughed about it and said, when, when I said I didn't like it, you said, we'll get used to it. Now, you know me either personally or from the podcast, how do you think that conversation actually went down? Do you think it was me going, listen, you fucking cunt, you better get used to it? Or do you think it was maybe me calling you a cunt because I had a hard time uh, adjusting to being friends? And if you're friends with me, I say some off the wall fucking shit. Cunt. Literally, I stubbed my toe the other day and I went, ah, cunt. Because I lived with an Australian guy for a year. He said all the time, it's not. And I'm not justifying calling you a cunt. I'm just saying you don't get to recall. Bitch, you came back to me and wanted to try. You don't get to pull something out from the from the annals of the fucking, you know, the back of the book or front of the book, whatever the fuck the analogy was. But the point is, it's like, or do you think it was me going, us like fucking around a little bit, me going, ah, cunt. And then she said, I don't like that. And I went, oh, well, get used to it. How do, do you think it was A or B? Let's let's assume B. By the way, since then, how many times have I called her a cunt in like, what, six, seven months? Since that moment, 
what's what's that number that's less than one right zero zero times um i'm like a dog you tell me you don't like something you slap me on the chin and go hey you don't do that i go okay my bad so again your argument doesn't have a lot to stand on i called you a cunt one time it wasn't like you cunt and i haven't done it since so again let's go with that um then she said well and i and then i was thinking about it and you and my sister don't get along let me describe the sister for you the first time i met her she wouldn't even look at me in the eye which is normally my job because i have tourette's and i had better eye contact than her i have described her to her sister as a tim burton character which she is and by the way the girl i was seeing loved it and thought it was hilarious and she complains about her every fucking day so it but it's not like we would fight i don't need to be best friends with your sister i was cordial with her and that was that but now that the bridge is burnt your sister fucking sucks she's a bitch she literally and i when i say tim burton character close your eyes and imagine a tim burton character a female tim burton character that's what she looks like okay always high doesn't take care of her cats treats the girl i was seeing very poorly very mean to her just a bitch in general and and she has problems too but i never knowing those things i didn't like we, we never fucking fought every time i saw her it was like hey like oh I, yeah good to good to see you bitch so again pulling the sister card i think is kind of fucked up and so here's the one that really bothered me I take like a sexual assault. I'll joke about it, but I take that stuff seriously. One thing, you know how everyone has like a love language? Like everyone's like, oh, my love language is, um, you know, quality time, words of affirmation, um, or you having a boat so I can get fucked on a boat all summer and ignore you. Like that's, that's a love language. For me, it's physical touch. And I needed to confirm it. So I took multiple quizzes after we like ended things just to confirm it for the podcast. And it's confirmed. Physical touch, right? Um, so yeah. So with that in mind, there is no better feeling than cuddling and holding a woman that you care about. Chris, what about sex? No. Sex requires movement and a lot of it. And I don't often like to do that, even when I'm on Blue Chew, okay? There's something to just holding a woman you care about, watching a shitty fucking movie, having some laughs, and that's it. There's something magical about it. Call me gay, I don't give a fuck. It's when you're built like me, it's what I'm good at and it's what I enjoy. At the same time, when you're, I can't sit. One, I can't sit still because of the Tourette's. Two, I can't sit still holding a woman when she has a big ass right with right where my hand is. I can't not start rubbing your butt, okay? And a couple things to keep in mind. She told me she loves my hands and she she loves when I like, you know, like rubber, not, not like massage, but you know what I mean? And so I was like kind of like I was – Again, you have to believe me here. I'm not a fucking creep. The reason I'm, I'm saying this on the podcast because I know I didn't do anything wrong. 
So I like pulled her shorts up a little bit just so I could like squeeze some more cheek. I don't think it's that crazy. But then she was doing the whole like, no, stop, because my hand was kind of like I wasn't I wasn't like fucking finger blasting her. I'm not I'm not Harvey Weinstein. I'm not Bill Cosby. Did you hear that, folks? He says he's not Bill Cosby. But like, you know, I'm just like I'm very touchy feely handsy. Okay, but I would never actually put a woman in that position. I hope you understand. I hope you believe me because you should. And so, and so, you know. And by the way, I forgot I forgot I forgot this tidbit. I was feeling extra like kind of handsy because she told me to take the blue <laughs> the fucking blue chew before she got there cuz she wanted to try it out. Yes, I did send her a photo of my cock hard with the blue chew because I felt like I was looking at someone else's penis. I literally felt gay because I didn't recognize the cock that was staring back at me. Okay, so you got to understand when you're sitting there and you're seeing, you know, there's veins popping out of your cock that like you, you've never seen before. Like time is a factor. Okay, so we've we've all done things with our partners. You know what they like when you're in the mood. So you try to get them in the mood. So like, but apparently she, she was doing like the stop. No, stop. Now, there's a difference between stop and no, stop. Bill Burr's most recent special. He said he has the same joke. He says, "There's there, you know." The girl says, "No, stop it! You're being bad." And no, stop! You're being bad, right? So, I'm under the impression that it's like that. And the reason I'm under that impression is because three minutes after I'm, you know, giving her the old Chris Mara rub and squeeze, squeezing cheeks. We start having sex. So I don't think, and then she said, you didn't respect me when I was telling you no, and you were putting your hands like in my pants. I don't like that. I don't, I, I will not stay. Like if I don't, if you think I'm a dick to your sister, I don't care. She's a cunt and she's an actual cunt. You're not a cunt. Your sister is. If you don't, you know, like it, it, it's, if you don't like my, my vulgar vocabulary, which is a bullshit excuse, that's fine. But I don't like if someone's going to say, because now she can tell her friends that I'm a cunt calling, finger blasting asshole, and I'm not, which is why I, you know, and then she'll, she'll tell her therapist that and her therapist will be like, well, this is probably one of the good times you tuck and rolled. I wish I knew the last name of her therapist because I would say, I'm going to email her that, this episode and say, start at 38 minutes and just keep watching. Like, I feel like, I feel like I should be a lawyer. Like, I feel like I just deconstructed. And that was literally it. That was, she's like, I'm not your person. You're not mine after that. I think that is, and, and the reason I'm upset, and I didn't say this, I kind of alluded to it. I'm not upset that I lost like a romantic relationship. I'm lo- I'm uh, more upset that I lost a close friend and someone, one of the few people I deeply care about in North Carolina and feel like I can confide in. I lost that over nothing, over a tweet that had come in it when two weeks prior you talked about hooking up with a dude, which I, again, I didn't love, but you're technically single. You can do what you want. And then you fucking tuck and roll and you pull all this shit. You move the goalposts and you say, well, now, now I just realized, I just remembered you called me a cunt seven months ago. haven't called me since. And you and my sister aren't best friends and don't talk every day. So now it's like, now I lost a friend and I, I shouldn't have let her come back into my life when she pushed me aside intentionally like a month and a half ago. 
but I am proud of myself because I'm working on it in therapy for saying, hey, well, I just hope you know. I'll say the name. Fuck it. I'll, hey, Kaylee, look. If this is really it, if this is your way of t- dealing with this, then I, I, I do not want to talk to you again. I don't. I said, I said, I said, I don't hate you, but I deserve to be uh, treated like a person with feelings and emotions. And and I said it hurt me that you didn't even put effort into this. And she said, I did try. I did put effort in. No effort is going if there's an issue, talking to the person in person and not over text. And knowing that you have issues that you're apparently working on in therapy, which you're not because we both acknowledge that you are looking for reasons to to say no to me amongst other people and tuck and roll and, and jump ship. So no, you didn't put effort in. You, you get an F for effort, you dumb bitch. I don't really think I'm a bad guy. She said I was good to her. But like my uh, therapist said, uh, I am Forrest Gump. And I need to stop uh, being so nice. Um, so, so yeah, that uh, that that is what happened. Uh, it's a shame that I lost such a. But I do have a slot open for a a platonic. But you still have to be like hot. Like that's that's a big big part. You, a platonic like close friend in the Raleigh area, but we have to cuddle occasionally. Um, and you have to be okay with, you know, the type of person I am. Um, we'll end on a more positive note. But I just wanted, to, I just needed to like justify. I should. My dad was a great lawyer. Besides the whole like stealing money from his boss uh, and then killing himself thing. But um, but what a man does in his home is his business. But you know, I feel like I'd be a good. I think I think I deconstructed that well. You know, because I'm not a cunt calling, finger blasting asshole. I'm really not. But let's end on a more positive note. Last Thursday, I was upset. Uh, my old roommate, Tyler, was upset. Um, well, I don't know if he was upset. I just kind of told myself he was so that I'd feel better. But we went out, had a great dinner. Uh, long story short, uh, that was the only time in the 26 years of my life that I didn't have my keys with me. I was locked out of the house in what I would describe as a monsoon. Um so from 11.30 to 3 a.m., <clears throat> there were skunked, hot, truly beers in a cooler on the deck. I sat there while getting soaked in my really nice jeans. Literally, I the most you I couldn't be more wet. Like I was so wet at a point where I was like, oh, well, I can't. It's not going to get worse from here. So I just kept drinking hot beers. Um, and And this is what hinge and the and dating apps are for a lovely woman dr- that i've never met picked me up she drove from apex north carolina t- 25 minutes away picked me up i got my soaking ass in her car she drove 25 minutes back home and she was like we're not just so you know we're not having sex and i said i will never have sex again if you promise that i can get dry clothes because i was you know very upset um so I like to think, and thank you for her. I, I only slept like 30 minutes at that point. And then she drove me back at 6 a.m. What a lovely woman. That's what Hinge is for. It's not for dating or sex. It's for uh, when you get locked out of your uh, house. But I, I do think that was karma for something, but it's not dealing with Kaylee. It's not that. So I hope we're even now. God, I think God's in control of karma, right? Um, I don't believe in God, but he doesn't believe in me. So we're, we have a good thing going. Um, 
But yes, like, share, subscribe. I know it's been a while. We're going to get back to the weekly episodes. Um, if Blue Chew wants to sponsor me, I feel like I mentioned them 12 times. Feel free. I would love to, to have Blue Chew as a sponsor. Um, thanks for coming. I know it's been felt. This felt like a rocky episode. Had a lot to talk about, but also not really. And like, feels good to flex these muscles again. Um, yeah, I'm going to stop. Why am I still talking? I'm just still fucking rambling going on here. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah.